Hello, it's Maria and you're listening to a podcast series on Mathemu.com. Today I would like to talk to you about ADHD students, their characteristics and what actually happens in a classroom and in particular in an EFL classroom. First of all, let us get started by defining what ADHD stands for. Actually, it is an acronym for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. It's a, it's a chronic condition that is believed to affect almost 5% of school-age children according to the American Psychiatric Association. In medical terms, ADHD has been defined as a neurodevelopmental disorder characterized by an ongoing pattern of inattention while accompanied by an extremely high level of hyperactivity or impulsivity or a combination of both. Um, now, one of the most commonly diagnosed childhood disorder, uh, ADHD, is estimated to affect approximately 2 million school-age children according to research. These students experience difficulties in behaviors crucial to academic success, such as maintaining attention, modulating activity levels, inhibiting impulsive responses, and persisting with um, academic tasks. And because of their large numbers, students with ADHD present a challenge for the school educational system. As its name connotes, the condition entails inattention, hyperactivity and impulsivity. There are three different types of ADHD that can be identified, according to research, of course. Now, regarding the first type, it's the inattentive type. These children have problems with concentration. In the EFL classroom, they face difficulties when it comes to paying attention when working on a task, listening to and following the teacher's instructions, as well as completing tests. They are easily distracted and very sensitive to all visual and oral stimuli, which often create problems with self-regulation. According to the American Psychiatric Association, some of the problems are the following. First of all, individuals of this type do not pay close attention to details or make careless mistakes in school or job tasks. They also have problems staying focused on tasks or activities, such as during lectures, conversations or long reading. Also, they do not seem to listen when spoken to and do not follow through on instructions and do not complete um, schoolwork, chores or, of course, uh, job duties. Furthermore, they face problems organizing tasks and work and avoid or dislike tasks that require sustained mental effort, such as preparing reports and completing forms. They often lose things needed for tasks or daily life, such as school papers, books, keys, wallets, uh, cell phones or even eyeglasses. The second type is the hyperactive impulsive one. The symptoms of hyperactivity can be described as commonly occurring minor motor activities that are performed at abnormally high intensity and high frequency levels. They have the tendency to constantly walk around, jump, tap their fingers or stamp their feet. They are also impatient, which means that when they know a correct answer, they just blurt it out, ignoring the teacher's instructions. They have problems when it comes to take turns in games, activities, discussions and conversations. The American Psychiatric Association states that the individuals of these types also run about or climb where it is inappropriate, being unable to play 
or do leisure activities quietly and they are always on the go, as if driven by a motor. They often blurt out an answer before a question has been finished or, for instance, they may finish people's sentences, they can't wait also to speak in conversations and have difficulty waiting for their turn, such as uh, waiting in line. This behavior can lead to a lot of problems, particularly during EFL lessons where the practice and production of new language are realized through communicative group or pair work and collaboration among the students. The third type is the combined one. The students here, um, actually the learners, uh, show all the three symptoms, namely inattention, impulsivity and hyperactivity in classroom. ADHD learners experience a variety of challenges with regards to behavior control and academic achievement, which makes a proper educational approach necessary in order these challenges to be overcome so that the learners reach their potential. The characteristics of failure to control behavior and follow instruction, as well as inattention that ADHD learners possess, can be proved to be an asset and be used for their benefit during the learning process. Through the use of computer games, they are given the opportunity to stay focused for a long period of time while spending quality time by doing something fun which captures their attention. Although not all ADHD students exhibit the same degree of hyperactivity and restlessness, most of them do find it difficult to focus on a specific task, make careless mistakes, struggle to follow instructions and complete tasks on time. They keep fidgeting all the time and give the impression of daydreaming and tuning out when not interested in the lesson. Moreover, an ADHD student is usually an impatient, impulsive and unpredictable person with poor organizational skills, who often fails to control his or her own behavior, resorts to verbal outbursts when frustrated and shows no apparent regard for the consequences of his or her actions. While ADHD learners often receive psychological support and medication, it is uh, strongly believed that without their teacher's understanding and continuous encouragement, they run the risk of, fail of, um, of falling behind academically. According to recent studies, about 5-10% to 10 of school-aged uh, children around the world experience learning and social functioning difficulties due to ADHD syndrome. Such a finding led support to the view that within the standard classroom, a considerable number of students will be in need of their teacher's special support, highlighting the importance of uh, paying special attention to this issue. It is commonly accepted that ADHD in education has been an issue of investigation since the onset of ADHD, with many studies looking for strategies, the influence of the teacher's factors on ADHD learners, and the way that this disorder can affect English, uh, English skills. The development of a positive attitude towards computers is crucial if students are to succeed in language learning context, the use of computer games and technology in general can really alleviate uh, this kind of problem because student attitudes require special consideration because um, the students who feel less comfortable using technological tools are more resistant to learning. 
Actually, it has been um, pointed out that in the educational environment, student confidence leads to a more positive attitude towards computers and in turn this enhances the learning process. On the other hand, positive attitudes stemming from willingness and enthusiasm to use of ICT in classroom enable students to acquire computer skills and enhance their language performance. The role of the teacher is without a doubt very very crucial when it comes to selecting a particular type of game when uh, they have to incorporate that to the teaching and learning process. Computer games are a source of linguistic input for language learners given the fact that audio and text is incorporated in them. It becomes obvious that language teachers need to choose the most appropriate games in order to achieve a learning goal and these educators can be called as actors and use their cognitive and intellectual resources to discover, understand, process and eventually uh, help their learners to learn. It is imperative that the language educator uh, challenge their skills and reevaluate their role so as to keep up with the educational and technological advancement in order to better accommodate learners' needs. To conclude, I would like to highlight the fact that in order to be able to teach our learners effectively, we really need to be able to be aware actually of our learners' special and unique characteristics, either disregard typical or non-typical learners. By doing so, we can foster a positive environment for them, we can help them learn and proceed in the learning process. Only then can we be able to be called actually educators because this is all about education. We need to have the capacity to teach our learners what we want them to learn but in the way that they can be taught. So for me this is and actually this should be the number one priority. Teach them but find the proper way to do so, so that this can have a positive effect and impact on them. It was Maria and you listen to a podcast on mathemu.com. Don't forget to give us your feedback, your opinions on everything that you can see in our website. See you soon and stay tuned.